Alrighty, welcome back. How's everybody doing out there? Hope it's going well. My name is Andrew Kuhn. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Focus Compounding Podcast. Jeff Gannon, Mr. Jeff Gannon, at Jeff Gannon on Twitter. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Andrew. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you very much for asking. Speaking of Twitter. You're at Focus Compound. I'm at Focus Compound. So be sure to follow both of us. Um, of course, uh, that uh, we like to tweet out a lot of stuff. So be sure to follow us there. You are listening to the Focus Compounding Podcast. Uh, this is the audio part of our business. If you want to get access to ideas, go to focuscompounding.com, contribute to our community, and be able to write up ideas yourself and talk and interact with other investors. If you do sign up, use the podcast promo code, which is podcast, and that'll take the $60 subscription price down to $50. And there is another option of $480, uh, which is a one-time payment, and you get access to the website for free or i'm sorry for a year not free right <laughs> for a year, <laughs> with no chance of refund uh so it's a one and done and that's uh that's where you can do that mm -hmm. so we hope everyone is having a great day and we thank everybody for tuning in today we are going to be talking about investors so i okay. guess you could say guru investors yeah, whatever these are means. famous investors these are people basically that you can spy on their holdings and so you can like spy on yeah so other so other than yourself jeff gannon okay. what famous investors are your favorite <laughs> Uh, what famous investors are my favorite? Um, so usually more concentrated investors. Okay. Okay. And people who hold for longer. So like, like so what, what I they mean have is like I'm sure George positions. Soros is very smart, yeah. right? But I can't get any idea from looking at his holdings what he's up to. Yeah, it's a guy like uh, uh, I remember a couple of years ago David Tepper was going on CNBC a lot, or like he went on kind of close with it. It was like one day he loved the market. The next day he's like, yeah, things are a little bit pricey, right? Mm -hmm. That's probably not somebody that you would follow. Right. Cause he's right. more of a macro yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he has a lot of holdings that wouldn't show up as, as common stock holdings. Like that's a good example of, um, uh, like, uh, I'm sure they track Howard Marks portfolio or something, uh -huh. but they're that firm's, um, common stock portfolio is not a big part of their overall, uh, assets. Uh -huh. So, you know, so, it, so usually it's someone who owns a lot of common stocks, mm -hmm. fairly long term. And uh, concentrated. So, so the obvious one is like Warren Buffett, right? Okay. So we know that Warren Buffett just recently bought a lot more Apple. Yep. Right. Yep. Back so up to all time highs. It's yeah. something like he probably twenty percent or more of his portfolio now is Apple. Yeah. And you it's, know, it's even so more funny. Than Nobody wanted to buy Apple when it was down at you know one hundred fifty or whatever. Mm -hmm. and now everyone wants to buy it when it's back up all time highs. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Warren Buffett, Mr. Warren E. Buffett. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who else uh, do you like to follow? Uh, so let's see. Um. Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, your favorite is Alan Mecham? I would say, yeah, Alan Mecham. I heard somebody pronounce it Mecham. I don't Meekum, know if it's Mecham, like? Mecham. Okay. I'm not sure. But th I also hear people say Bezos for Bezos. I always call oh. him Jeff Bezos, so I don't, I don't know <laughs> the difference. But no, Alan Mecham, I like following his. That's a good example of what, the kind of thing I was talking about. Yeah. He's longer term, definitely very concentrated. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very specific stocks. It's yeah. like mostly that those are those are long stocks and stuff. So you can look there and see. And his top holdings are often repeated the same sort of things. Yeah. Um, I like I, I like Alan Meckham. I like um, I think David Einhorn. I mean, he although he's had right. a, I guess a rough couple uh, years or whatever. Maybe yeah, it's because that's part of it is the short yeah. uh, side of it, which you don't have to look at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like I I do like Bill Ackman still. I know I'm probably gonna get hate mm -hmm. for saying that. Um, you know. But that's another good example because it's very concentrated. Very, you know, activists like activists are very good sources of looking at. I think Dan Loeb is pretty good. Mm -hmm. He's, but these are all like a super investors, right? So on a smaller scale of things, right? Um, who do I like? I like uh, I like Alan Meckham, but he's a billion 
firm. So that's okay. he's pretty big. Monish Pabrai, he's had some pretty good ideas. Yeah. I don't think he's invested in the United States anymore, though. He he is invested in the United States because we got some comments from people about when we talked last time about oh, really? how much is in India and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he did a talk once where he gives some idea of how much is in India. So I guess it was like 40 or 50% of the time of that mm-hmm. talk that I heard that he, he did that. So, um, but if it's, it's definitely has the least ever in the United States. Well, I think I was reading on Twitter the other day, um, is it undercover value on Twitter? He mm-hmm. was at a conference. I, I believe it was him. If not, I apologize. He was at a conference and Mo- Monish was talking and he said that every, every, he's not invested in anything in the United States anymore. That's possible. Cause when I heard the talk that he gave, I think he was maybe 80% not us. And normally he'd be at 80% or more us. Uh-huh. Um, but then I, I also like to follow, I mean, I guess we're on the topic of super investors, but there's mm-hmm. other people I like to follow, like, um, Clark street value on, right. on his blog. Blocks he, he's an individual yeah. investor, but he, he puts out a lot of stuff on special situations. Um, he's a good investor. Sure. And I do read, um, I actually read like the, it, for some, um, uh, it, so some very small funds, you can actually see their fund, uh, their letters to their, uh, uh, investors to their clients and uh, i do follow a few of those because they're more likely to cover very very small things so like so there's i guess is it alluvial capital um mm-hmm. which is a blog mm-hmm. uh, a blogger um that that's a good uh letter to read um because uh it's very small it it's small overlooked stocks micro cap stocks value like a mm-hmm. lot of asset value type stocks uh things like that mm-hmm. those are those are good because um, those kinds of ideas are usually more valuable because mm-hmm. they're more like a term of name that you haven't heard of before. Whereas with the big investors, usually that's not uh, what's happening. Although I find big investors are useful for finding, helping you find the right industry um, and the right company. So mm-hmm. like industry quality and company quality. So like that's the sort of thing I was talking about with like um, Warren Buffett or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if he likes airlines, then that's interesting and you should start learning about airlines or yeah. railroads or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's something going on there. You know what kind of investor he is. Even some that I don't know if their returns are great, always like there's uh, Ariel, which is uh, I guess John Rogers. Um, it's very good for finding lists of like what kinds of industries. Yeah, I was gonna say like, do you ever follow them or do you ever use them for idea generation, like yes. places to start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll give you a great example. I, uh, the portfolio that I love looking at is um, uh, um, Tom Russo. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, which is which barely changes at all, but it's great for looking at not in terms of prices of the stocks or if you're going to buy the stocks today, but just finding a name of a company that might be interesting. So like, um, he owns a French advertising, a billboard, uh, outdoor advertising, all sorts of things. They they actually I think they're the ones who do the city bikes, um, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good example. I wouldn't have found that otherwise. Or I think we were talking about, um, in some previous podcast, someone asked about tobacco stocks. Yep. I mentioned I looked at some. One of them I looked at was Swedish Swedish Match, which is probably because it was in his portfolio. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I guess, so you you do follow kind of as, as like a, a good starting point for other investors. I mean, Charlie Munger, I think he got asked if he were starting out today, where would he put a lot of his focus in? I think he said... Um, like cannibals, companies that are just yeah. buying back tons of stock, spinoffs, and yes. then he said he would carefully follow or, I guess, carefully look at what other smart investors are investing in as well. That's a good idea. Uh, but I think I think Charlie Munger would be, do better with that than most of us would because he's that? super selective. 
Mm-hmm. So he'd look at all their ideas, and yeah. then he would pick one out of the forty yeah. that they own. Well, it was like him reading when I went to one of his uh, the the uh, daily journal things mm-hmm. um, or conference or whatever. He he said that he's read he read forty years of Barons. Yeah, and passed on every single idea, but the one idea that he invested in, I think he put. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like a ten bagger. He mm-hmm. made a ton of money on it. Yeah, I saw know? that video. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and that's a good example of how he works. Mm-hmm. And that's the, probably the way to look at all these investors. So like, um, like I, like what I, with what I mentioned, you know, so say you get the idea that you like airlines because, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Miller and, um, Warren Buffett and stuff mm-hmm. are saying, oh, this industry has really changed. Right. So then you look and you find a particular idea there. Like you would might have written off airlines completely. Mm-hmm. That's the attractive thing about it is you might've gone, oh, well, I'll never look at airlines. And now here's your chance to look at, it, or I'll never look at railroads or, or something like that. Do you like Bill Miller? Uh, he probably invests in a lot of stuff you wouldn't invest in. Exactly, but he would be really good for finding a list of stocks that I might like, yeah. but would not have thought of. Yeah. So that's why he would be interesting. Like, you know, would I ever want to duplicate his portfolio? Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. looking at his portfolio, he's—I would call him more of a contrarian investor than a value investor. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Who else do you like to do you like to follow? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of people right there. Do you get a lot of ideas from Twitter? people on twitter or anything like that I get, like people that blog and they, I have blogs yeah so i have i've through rss feed i i have people's blogs that, mm-hmm. that i um have certain ones that i read and yeah i do get good ideas from them like naco industries did you come across that yourself or how did that yeah we happen? talked about that i mean th- i wouldn't i don't think i would have invested in that unless i'd read the clark street value blog mm-hmm. um because it wouldn't have given me a sense of the urgency of looking into it then yeah not that it was that urgent. The stock's not that different today in price than where I bought. It's like, I don't know, 10% difference. Do, but you, do you think individuals listening, they should find more funds that specialize in smaller type of stocks? I guess like the mid or the small to mid cap type stocks because there's probably more opportunities there? Or Yeah, I think you should focus on <clears throat> things that look at specific stuff that you wouldn't. So if you find ones that are good that are really small, I mean, like if you can find funds that manage $10 million, $20 million, that's great because yeah. that'll really be stuff that, that you, you don't... Um, uh, that you wouldn't look at. But also, if you're an American and they invest all in European things, sure. it'd be great to, to do that. Actually, you can notice on my Twitter that I follow some people who aren't tweeting in English, yeah. which is interesting, but <laughs> it's because the computer can translate for me. Uh-huh. So why do I do that? It's because it, they'll talk about things that I would never find otherwise. So if you had to, if you had to give a super investor mm-hmm. um, money for the next 10 years, Okay, it doesn't matter how old he is. So let's say, I mean, Warren Buffett, let's say he's going to live next, uh, whatever. Okay, 10 years, no matter what. Uh-huh. Who would you give it to? I'll tell you my top two. Uh, I'm interested in Putting you on the spot. Okay, well, what are the rules here? You're giving them the money you to can't, invest? Yeah, you can't, you can't take it out. 10 okay. years. But yeah. are they able to invest it however they want for that amount of money you're giving them? Or does it mean if I go with Warren Buffett, I have to own Apple and stuff because he's managing... So you you're just giving that you're just giving Warren Buffett the money and he's going to hold it for ten years and do what he does and oh, well then I wouldn't go with Warren Buffett because he's got too much money to manage yeah. so it'd have to be someone a lot smaller well I mean let's just say I mean let's just say you're just adding to his he's just investing as he normally would invest is what I'm saying yeah but I would not go with it because he's yeah. managing too much yeah I think I would give it to it's got to be Carl Icahn yeah or Tapper probably okay what about you I mean I mean those are I mean obviously Icahn he's pretty much a legend right and tepper's a jedi what he does yeah i provide's pretty good for someone who's managing a really lot. i think so. i'm yeah. surprised you said that wow because his strategy is, is totally different than mine no i'm, I'm just kind of surprised that you oh you i don't him. think that he and i would ever own the same stocks i don't think so uh-huh but you would you would give it to him 
Well, he's most he's one of the most interesting to me because he I think will change to do whatever like is the most um obvious value things. Mm-hmm. He reminds me the most of the Buffett partnership that way. Really? Yeah. It, I mean, well, who would I really give it to? I would probably give it to someone who's managing a really small amount. Like I said, I read yeah. some letters of some people and um and literally they're usually 20 million and under. Yeah. And there are a couple that I think are um good that do that. But it's almost more the strategy than mm-hmm. than um that their skills are are that amazing. You know, if you if they were managing 20 billion, yeah, no, I wouldn't totally give it to them. But yeah. if they're managing 20 million, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Do you like to so you don't you, you obviously don't follow a lot of these investors into their into no. where they're going, but, but do I do follow um what's the site called? Dataroma? Something like that? Is that where you get like the something like that? Their filings or whatever? Yeah, something uh-huh. like that. There's some, it's some site that's like Guru Focus, but just a, a simpler stripped down thing. Uh huh. And do you think? I mean, do you read like their letters, or are you just pretty much following their filings? Um, because hmm. hard Once because how, how long? How long? What's the 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 period after they actually make the the position that they have to file with the SEC? These bigger funds. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's sixty days or something okay. like that. So I mean, that's why sometimes it's challenging. I guess if you if they're if the stock's already risen so much. To, yeah, I mean, know. I wouldn't. I would never use it. I'm trying to think of any case where I've like actually duplicated a. If anything, business. I've used it as like a, a starting point to just learn about a business. For me, I think mostly it gets me interested in industry, mm-hmm. even more than business. Um, so like, so Warren Buffett going into uh, well, Warren Buffett airlines. Into, yeah, but Warren Buffett personally owns Seritage. Okay. So there's one that, yeah, I, I learned about it because uh-huh. I know he's owned REITs before, uh-huh. like in his personal portfolio. Yeah. So that's very interesting. And, and I knew a little bit about how he invests in real estate. He talked about it once or twice. What's the market cap of that company? Surge is a small company, but it's not that small. Um, so it was just too small for Berkshire? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, no, 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 it's too small for Berkshire. I mean, uh, let's see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, he's looking for billion-dollar ideas. Surge in total it, to buy all of Seritage, I don't think would even quite qualify as being mm-hmm. worth it for Berkshire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's a good example because of the kind of thing that he would buy. If he if he buys into um, uh, like a REIT or something, that's that's definitely interesting. Um, sometimes the more out of character it is for an investor mm-hmm. to make that investment, but you also like know who th- what they are about. Like I mentioned, Tom Russo, like if he invests in something, then you've got to think that it's he thinks it's a higher quality business, like with a moat, that sort of thing, you know? Sure. So it gets you interested. Now, the price may be something you're not interested in at all, mm-hmm. but that's telling you something about, you know. Um, I feel like a lot of stocks that Meckham has gone into, the price isn't too interesting to me by the time I read about it. Well, see, could that be his style? Or, yes, he's know? a very interesting investor that way. I think that he often buys things that don't, uh, that I think are cheap. Mm-hmm. But they don't look cheap based on like just a normal yeah. screen or anything. I like know that. that he bought some MRO type companies that I, I had looked at too, mm-hmm. and I I thought that they also looked kind of cheap. I don't remember if he owned MSC Industrial, but he did own D now, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, which is a spinoff situation? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and he owned some things that were related to auto stuff. A lot of I feel like a lot of Auto Nation. I know. I'm NR or I know that is yeah I mean I know that his biggest positions were like Simpress and uh, Berkshire or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but those have been longer term Um, so I I think it it, you look at certain industries yeah yeah Um, so if you had to boil it down what good investors you think people could learn a lot from read their letters 
put read all the information. I, they put I go it to any place like Guru Focus or to any of the sites that that are like that, and find a list that you think works for you mm-hmm. personally. I think that longer holding periods, you know, lower turnover, more concentration, more business oriented, like thinking. Yeah, like, this, like so. the, the idea, um, like the risk that the idea is stale, not mattering as much. Yeah. I think it's important. It's going to be hard for you to follow someone who trades in and out of well, things. Well, it's like I said, I would give money to Tepper, but I probably wouldn't want to. I mean, I wouldn't take his like because for all I know, I get an idea and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it's totally different. Yeah. So and and like I said, turning up good businesses, but also just turning up industries that are interesting or countries that are interesting or something. Yeah. If you hear, you know that that they're going in a big way into some specific um, like Pabrai. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Now, I think for him, it's as much that the U.S. isn't interesting as that India is interesting, actually. Yeah. Well, for him, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a it's lot of idea, n- more ideas and less crowded, and he mm-hmm. understands India, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's from what I heard him say, I think it's as much that this is the hardest he's ever found for finding bargains in the U.S., mm-hmm. probably, yeah. Which probably should tell you where we're at in this world, right? Yeah, although he likes really, like I said, it's his, like, the Buffett partnership type of thing. He likes things with really cheap although not always big like big upside kind of things yeah, yeah. well you look at fiat i mm-hmm. think he made a ton of money in that company yeah so like that's multiple a, so that's a good example there are some stocks that are really big and yet super cheap yeah well has einhorn been in gm i think so i watched okay. a video on, on youtube of him pitching the company yeah yeah so probably yeah that those are one of the ones that are popular with uh hedge funds interesting cool any other investors that you think that people should no, I think find ones that match your us to find ones that match your own style enough mm-hmm. that you find some ideas that are interesting from them, but that have a different outlook so that it's like they're bringing things that you wouldn't otherwise find on screens or find yourself. Sure, that's that's what I think. It's like I mentioned, Bill Miller. I would not put my money with Bill Miller or something, but I think that's a really good list of ideas because they're things that I might never look at. He's invested in Bitcoin. You know that? I do know that. Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us today here at Focus Compounding. If you do want to become a member on our website, feel free to go to focuscompounding.com and use the podcast promo code, which is podcast, and follow us on Twitter at uh, at Focus Compound and at Jeff Gannon. Other than that, we will see you in the next podcast. Have a great day.